Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Big stories and even bigger guests. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. All right, now yesterday we spoke with Dr. Zudi Jassir, founder of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy, about his appearance tomorrow before the Canadian Parliamentary Heritage Committee on M103. Have a listen. I understand now that there is a Canadian connection that's coming to your life. Tell us about that. Yeah, I was called uh, by your uh, Heritage uh, Committee uh, to uh, testify on uh, the M103. And M103, as you know, you've talked about many times in your program, uh, has is in a study period right now, so they're gathering testimony. And many of our friends, uh, Rahil Raza, Tariq Fatha, have testified. And uh, I think they're reaching out to folks like myself who have been very outspoken about the need for free speech. And I look forward to uh, testifying on Monday about that, uh, to basically let them know that even the term Islamophobia I find offensive, that the government should never get in the business of uh, filtering free speech or having citizens be afraid to speak out. Islam does not need special protections. And if they do want to work against racism, which is what this committee has been tasked with determining, then they should identify specific issues regarding bigotry against Muslims, against folks from other ethnicities, etc. But don't call it Islamophobia. And and uh, uh, a lot of times the what is prevented in free speech ends up severely restricting security issues. And I think the the ban on niqab is a good example on how Quebec and other places can start to have smarter policies. Well, let me ask you about the niqab in, in just a moment, and, and then we'll talk about Senator Flake. But um, So you're going to tell the Heritage Committee that you're not in favor of M103, clearly. Yes. Right. And absolutely. Have you had any sense of what they might expect from you? That's a good question. Uh, you know, I think I'm. Uh, you know, hats off to them for getting input from Americans because uh, our free speech laws are a bit uh, more liberal and more open than yours in some ways. Um, but uh, you know, I think they're they've seen my work and, and how outspoken we've been on the need for Muslim reform, and I think they're expecting to hear what is the impact on Muslims and. Uh, you know, it's easy to say that the Canadian government wants to put on paper a a protection against uh, hate speech and what they call Islamophobia, but what will the impact be on Muslims? And my testimony that uh, I think they have some sense that I'll be giving them is that it will have the greatest impact on us reformers because we are the first ones to be listed as Islamophobes by, uh, you know, individuals like the person that authored this uh, M103 who really was articulating what is said in the Pakistani government about those who speak out against the government are called Islamophobes. And those of us who speak out against Islamism are identified as Islamophobes, even though we love our faith. So I hope Canada realizes that M103 is a, is a guise for restricting your greatest allies within the Muslim community who are reformers. Well, I know you're going to give them a lot to think about. And uh, and I think this this government needs a lot to think about as far as this particular motion is concerned because of the implications it, it brings along with it and the controversy that's uh, that's come along with it as well. It, it, it needs to be really aired out, sorted out, and it needs to reflect what uh, what really is in the best interest of this country and the people of this country, obviously. Amen. 
Sudi, what about what? They realize that the, the, the strongest protector for democracy is free speech. Yeah. And the moment you start identifying faiths like Islam as having rights to be protected when it's not a person, Islam is not a person, it's an idea. It doesn't deserve any protection. Muslims, people of faith do, but that's not what M103 is about. It's about Islamophobia, which I don't believe exists. There was, a, and I mentioned this last weekend, There a few years ago, there was a human rights tribunal hearing in Canada, and the investigator was brought forward to testify, and in his testimony, he was asked about freedom of speech. And he said, oh, in Canada, there is no such thing as freedom of speech. That's an American um, idea. That's an American thing. Well, it's not called freedom of speech. Uh, freedom of speech in Canada. It's freedom of expression, but he had no idea. This is an investigator for the Human Rights Tribunal. He had no idea that we had freedom of expression in our Constitution. This is uh, such an important moment for Canadians. You know, I can simply, as an American, help uh, maintain our greatest ally north of us, uh, and I think in the West, our greatest ally is Canada. And, uh, you know, I hope uh, you can shift the, the movements that are happening in society to restrict one of the cornerstones of protections of democracy, which is the ability for people to to push the envelope, because the people in the center aren't the ones that test democracy. The people that test democracy are those on the fringes. Dr. Zudi Jasser speaking with us yesterday on the program. Now, a new feature that we have uh, each Sunday comes from our friends at Global News, and uh, there's a world of great stories that is shared daily on globalnews.ca. And with highlights from this week's lineup, here's Global's lifestyle reporter, Marilisa Racco. Thanks, Roy. It's been a fascinating week of health and scientific discoveries that will simultaneously amaze and shock you. New research released by nonprofit agency The Clean Label Project has found that 80% of baby formulas on the market contain arsenic, lead, cadmium, and acrylamide. These chemicals have been linked to health issues like diabetes and cancer. The worst offenders were Plum Organics, Sprout, and Enfamil. Food scientists say that these are naturally occurring chemicals in our environment, but acrylamide, which is the browning reaction in most foods, and which has been linked to kidney, breast, and ovarian cancer, is concerning. In other food news, do labels claiming no sugar added result in consumers eating fewer calories? Researchers at the University of Toronto say these claims are often misleading. After examining over 3,000 products, including puddings, yogurts, cereals, and salad dressings, they found that some of the products actually exceed the World Health Organization's recommendations for sugar intake. Fall is synonymous with apple season, and many Canadians reach for the mythical fruit as a sweet and healthy snack. But some researchers are concerned that we're not washing our apples properly. A study published by the Journal of Agricultural and Food Chemistry has found that the most effective way of washing pesticides off apples is by using a water and baking soda mix. The study authors compared the baking soda mix, a bleach solution, and plain old tap water and found that the baking soda's ability to break down pesticides thanks to its high pH level was the most reliable way to wash apples. Have you ever heard of Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever? One San Diego mom is spreading the word about it after she was bitten by an infected tick at a local pumpkin patch and contracted the bacterial disease. Signs include fever, headaches, rash, nausea, and muscle pain, and this mom says it took her two years to fully recover, and she still has some lingering issues. Experts say it's normal to see tick activity during this time of year in Canada, where they lurk in forests, wooded areas, and grass and leaf piles. 
but you can protect yourself by wearing light-colored clothing that covers your arms and legs and using a buddy system to check hard-to-see areas for any insects. And speaking of buddies, you may want to rethink getting too close to your co-workers. While studies have shown that befriending your colleagues can make employees feel more engaged and happier about going to work, experts caution that these friendships need to develop slowly in order to build trust. The reason for this is that friendships among colleagues can lead to jealousy and competitiveness, and these negative feelings can impact your employment. But if there's one friendship we all know will never turn sour, it's the one we develop with our canine companions, and their loss can be devastating. That was the case for Joni Simpson, who recently lost her beloved nine-year-old Yorkshire Terrier and suffered from a broken heart, literally. The Texas resident was rushed to the hospital with symptoms similar to a heart attack, but when she got there, doctors found her arteries were clear. She was then diagnosed with Takotsubo cardiomyopathy, a cardiovascular event that mimics a heart attack by causing chest pain and shortness of breath. Her case was published in the New England Journal of Medicine, and experts say it points to the deep bond we form with our pets, who inevitably become a part of our family. Halloween is around the corner, and we have the lowdown on this year's hottest costumes, as well as the ones to avoid. Specifically, the ones that veer dangerously into cultural appropriation territory. Our experts explain how to avoid a faux pas this Halloween. And if you're looking for a scary story to share on October 31st, try this one about an Italian woman who sweats blood. It's a rare condition called hematohydrosis, and one woman says blood oozes out of her pores when she's under extreme emotional stress. Those are the top stories from the Smart Living team this week. You can find those and more at globalnews.ca. And you know what? For the latest lifestyle and entertainment news, I want you to check out globalnews.ca. Marilee, so we'll be back with this next Sunday. I love the story about the dogs. I love, always love stories about dogs. My little guy was one of, you know, I've got two little guys. It's funny. I think of the 15-pound dog as the big guy because the 8-pound guy, and he, he doesn't behave like an 8-pound dog. He behaves like a 150-pound dog. But my little guy was so upset this, this morning that I was leaving. And he stood at the top of the stairs, and he just stood there, and he looked at me. And then I heard those. It's funny when he growls. It's really funny when he growls. But he growled at me, and then he started talking to me. And he didn't stop talking to me until I finally closed the door behind me. And I'm sure he's still at the house still talking. <laughs> 